Now, if you've been here the past several weeks, you'll know I'm not Nathan, and I'm not doing lessons from the road. That is the series he's been doing. So consider this week and next week a detour. And that is pun intended. That I'm sure you're used to them by now. We have detour signs everywhere in Pennsylvania. That this week and next week, we're going to talk about mine. This week, we're going to talk about possessiveness. And next week, we're going to talk about what truly is ours. That there's a problem with possessiveness. And it starts a lot with how we interpret what God meant when He created the world. And He gave us dominion over it. That how you see this word dominion is going to impact how you view possessions, how you view anything in the world. Are we owners of it or are we stewards of it? Because that's the question. Now you probably have heard, if you've been around Crossroads for very long or any church really, that when we take up a collection, oftentimes we say, none of this is ours to begin with. It's all God's. And that's very true. But let me tell you a quick story about me as a child. I didn't understand that at all. And I would venture to say every parent in here goes, my kid didn't understand that either. You might even say my kid still doesn't understand that. Because the idea that we don't own anything is a difficult lesson to learn. Because as kids, it's easy. You want to possess something. You have your toys. So it didn't make sense to me that when I've got a whole room full of Batman figures, Star Trek figures, all this stuff, that it was mine. So it was hard for me to understand what use anyone else would have for it, first of all. And secondly, that this really wasn't mine. It's slightly different than the idea of having to teach kids how to share. It's a deeper understanding. It's an understanding that takes a long time, a lifetime really, to understand. That we don't possess anything. Because we have a culture of possessiveness. We have a culture that teaches us how to be possessive of things. How often do we use the words, I, my, me, mine? Countless times every single day. That our culture is built on it. It teaches us to value things. To value our possessions. You're even taught as you grow up, have pride in your appearance. Make sure you clean up your room with all your stuff in it. You're taught, if you were ever in the army, you were taught to shine your shoes. Or if you ever grew up in the south and went to church, you were taught to shine your shoes. (laughs) That we're taught to take pride in the things we have. We're even judged on the things we have. On our clothes, on what kind of car you drive. And yes, one of them is a 1996 Toyota Corolla, and the other is a Ferrari, just to show the polar opposites. But you're judged based on the possessions you have. You're judged on the size of your house, particularly if you own a house or you don't. Our culture teaches us to value these things. It teaches us to value money. 
And the more money we have, the more and more you tend to want more. Funny how that works. Because you see that all this money is going to get you the better clothes, the better car, the better house. And we're taught that the more possessions we have, the happier we are. And sometimes it feels like that's true. It feels like that lie is true. Our culture teaches us to amass resources like food and water. Back one. That it teaches us that these things are important. And I'm not saying that food and water aren't important. I haven't missed many meals lately. That, and yes, my little wife's laughing, <laughs> that we're taught that these things are important, and they are. But this is contrary to the notion God has provided. It's contrary to the notion that God teaches through His Word, that He will provide these things for us. That it doesn't make sense to accumulate them over and over and over and have so much more than we would ever use. Because I assure you, with all the hoarding shows that are out there now, with all the shows about extreme couponing, and don't get me wrong, coupons aren't bad, but stockpiling all the stuff in your basement to which you may never use the amount of tissues, paper towels, or toothpaste you have in your basement that probably isn't right when there are people that need those things. It's not right if you have 100 cans of chicken noodle soup sitting there collecting dust for the past three years and have gone bad, and there are those that are hungry. Our culture teaches us to consume more and more of these resources. That it teaches us that's okay. That that's what we're meant to do. We have dominion over it. That we are by far the top in this world. Our culture teaches us to use our time. To value it. To hoard it. And to use it how we see fit. Whether it's using our valuable time at work. Or to guard our time on the weekends to guard our time against just wasting it. Our culture even teaches us to control others. And that's not a comfortable thing. But it does. It makes us want to lay claim on someone else. It could be our spouse. It could be our children. It could be our employees. It could just be someone else, a friend that oftentimes we expect so much from the people around us because that's how we would do in their shoes. That's what we would do, the choices we would make. And we make all these choices on behalf of someone else. We lay claim over what is theirs. So can you start to see the problem with possessiveness? Possessiveness causes greediness. 
see what Jesus has to say about this. This is from Luke chapter 12. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide his inheritance with me. Sounds like a reasonable ask when you think about it. When you have a sibling, you think, be nice to split everything. Let's see what Jesus says. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them a parable, saying, The land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, What shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich towards God. That when we have some, when we're blessed with some, there's a temptation to always want more. Not more that we might do more with it, but more so that we might have it. Possessiveness makes us selfish. You've oftentimes heard the phrase, and that's what this picture is about, the world revolves around me. Oftentimes, this is what our culture teaches us. It makes us selfish. Philippians 2 and verse 4. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also the interest of others. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 24. Let no one seek his own good, but seek the good of his neighbor. That we have an example set for us. Christ lived, He gave to those in need. He helped those in every way He could. He even helped us. That we remember this morning when we gather around the table. He gave up His life for us. He held nothing back. He wasn't out to seek His own good. He was out to seek the good of all mankind. Possessiveness causes us to misplace our faith. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. When we long after possessions, that's where we're putting our faith. That's why possessions are dangerous. A short answer is because we can put our faith in them. We misplace that faith. We don't have our faith in God and what He will do for us, how He will provide for us, how He has already saved us. 
we put our faith in our house to keep us safe from the elements. We put our faith in our car that's going to get us everywhere we need to go. We put faith in the fact that we have a job that's going to give us the money, and that money will provide food. That money will provide water or something else to drink. That we put that faith in things instead of putting that faith in God. It's not easy. Possessiveness makes us poor stewards. Possessiveness keeps us from doing what we truly were called to do. To remind you, in Genesis chapter 1, which was our scripture reading, And God said to them, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the livestock, and over all the earth. Over everything creeping, over every creeping thing on the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in, his, in the image of God he created him. Male and female he created him. He goes on to say, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That when we interpret that dominion, when we read that as we own this world, we've stepped out of our place and stepped into a place of ownership. We put ourselves in God's place. We've said, all of this is ours to use how we see fit, or use how I see fit. And that's dangerous because our wisdom isn't nearly as great as God's. How many times do we misuse the things we have? That we let food set in the cabinet to the point it goes bad, and we throw it away. When we could have given it to a food bank, to Meals on Wheels, to a neighbor that's hungry. And I assure you, each and every person in here is just as guilty as the rest of that. That we've not used things to the fullest. Partially because we don't have the wisdom to. Possessiveness gets in between us and God. Possessiveness causes greediness. It makes us selfish causes us to misplace our faith. And it makes us poor stewards. So why do we continue putting our faith in our possessions? There's a final warning from Matthew chapter 6. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, 
There your heart will be also. Because the hard truth is, possessiveness gains us nothing. But it does cost us everything. I'm going to sum up one more passage for you. In Luke chapter 18, there's a story that I'm sure we've all heard. It's sometimes referred to as the parable of the young ruler. That he comes to Christ and he asks him what he must do to go to heaven. What he must do to inherit eternal life. Jesus says, have you kept the commandments? Well, yes, I've kept all the commandments since I was a boy. And Jesus said to him, Then sell everything you have, give it to the poor, come and follow me. And the man went away sad. We have no idea what the resolution of that story is. However, we do know, if we take it just as it is, his possessions stand in between him and following Christ. His possessions prevent him from having eternal life. What good is it for us to gain the whole world and everything in it and lose our soul? Because don't be mistaken, to use the C.S. Lewis quote, we aren't bodies with souls. We're souls with bodies. What it matters most is your spirit and where it will spend eternity. And what a weak, weak price to sell your soul for. Even if you have the best, nicest, newest clothes, the newest sports car, a mansion to live in, how cheap is that to have for a few years? and to lose eternity with God. Would you trade Christ's sacrifice that He made? Would you trade His blood and His body for something that is far less? If you need to recommit yourself to Christ, if you need to make a change in your life and you want help with that, We're here for you. If you need to make that commitment for the first time, that you're tired of putting other things before Christ, if you're tired of letting all your things get in the way, or your pursuit of those things get in the way, we're here for you. Don't leave here like the rich young ruler. Don't leave here just walking away. Together as we stand and sing.